When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is The Lowdown with Lindsay Lohan. This is my chance to share with you all some amazing people, places, and things that are inspiring to me. I hope that each episode will challenge you, inspire you, and give me the chance to share more of my life with all of you. Welcome to The Lowdown. Today, I'm talking to the iconic salt and pepper. We're getting into what it was like to tour in the 80s, how they created their own fashion identity themselves, and learning to embrace being female icons. Well, hello. I'm Lindsay Lowen. Welcome to the Lowdown. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Should I? Would you prefer I call you Salt and Pepper, or should I do Cheryl and Sandra? What do you guys? What do you prefer? Okay, so when you call me Pep, Pep? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. What do you like? What, okay. what do you think you would want to call me? I feel like you're Salt and Pepper to me. Okay, so <laughs> let's go with that. <laughs> let's go with Salt and Pepper. <laughs> All right, so everyone knows you as the dynamic duo of Salt and Pepper. Mm-hmm. How did you meet? How did how did that name come to fruition? Can you fill me in on a little bit of that? Well, we met um, at uh, uh, Queensboro Community College in Queens, and Pep says when I I hate she hates when I say community college. So we met yeah. we met in college. <laughs> we could leave off the community Queensboro. <laughs> college neither one of us was going to class at least I wasn't we were playing spades in the uh, lunchroom because like I really didn't want to be there and we also I worked at Sears Roebuck um, as a telephone solicitor where I met my boyfriend Herbie and when I got to know Pep we I told her Herbie and I were well no I, I said we were they were hiring at Sears and she was like I want a job and I was like they'll hire anybody you can come get a job <laughs> And we started working together. Our producer, Herbie, worked there. Kid and Play worked there. Martin Lawrence worked there. So it was a creative hot spot. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we ended up making our first song with our producer, Herbie, which was the show. It was an answer. To Showstopper. The Showstopper, an answer to Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh's The Show. And there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then where did Salt and Pepper, the names, come from? Who thought of that first? <laughs> well, you know what? In our first song, The Showstopper, you know, we, there's a part, there's a lyrics, some lyrics in there in the verse. And we're like saying how we go together like Salt and Salt, Pepper. I know. <laughs> and, and it's funny because our original name was Supernature. Yeah, and and everybody, we always felt like, oh, that was just not a us, and they're too formal. And then when the fans used to say, "Play those salt and pepper girls," them salt and pepper <laughs> girls. <laughs> so and Herbie was like, "Yeah, you're salt, you're pepper," and it just all went together, and it works. But did you? So because you were, I mean, the two of you really opened the doors. You were you were such big feminists then, in such a male dominated industry. Did you? realize that through your music you were going to be able to reach other people and that's why you started kind of I mean let's talk about sex was one of one of my favorite songs so yeah how did 
how did you feel in at that time, you know, in such a male-dominated industry being such strong, powerful women, you open, were opening the doors for so many people. How did that come to fruition? Well, you know what? We weren't really thinking about any of that. <laughs> you know, we were just oh. following our passion. Um, for me personally, when I got on the mic, it was like I came alive. Like for some reason, it gave me purpose. I was like, this is what I want to do. This is where I belong. And I had no plan B. Um, and being in the industry uh, with so many men and it being such a male dominated field, we had situations we had to deal with, obviously. But like Pep said, we were so focused on our goal, on, on what we wanted to accomplish in the industry. Um, and along the way, as we grew, our music grew, and we did end up doing Let's Talk About Sex, which in the beginning of the song, we said, they're not going to play this on the radio as a challenge. And they totally went for it and started playing the song. And it kind of opened up a conversation. Why is talking about sex so taboo? Isn't it important for us to talk about it? Um, and we ended yeah. up doing Let's Talk About AIDS because during that time, you know, nobody wanted to uh, tackle that issue. And Salt and Pepper were one of the first ones to come out and um, be advocates and uh, spread awareness for HIV and AIDS. And we made a PSA with Peter Jennings called Let's Talk About AIDS. So that's something that we're yeah, very was, proud of. This was something else I wanted to ask you about. What are, are there some causes and issues now that you think need more attention brought to them? Do you think, because when you brought it up, it was people were actually listening and that it's kind of died down a bit. Do you think there's more issues that people need to pay attention to? Yeah, HIV and AIDS is one of them. Um, there's mm -hmm. still a lot of misinformation. Um, go ahead, Pat. No, I was just um, advocating for women, um, having a voice, uh, you know, platforms. We, we've been associated with different, you know, organizations uh, throughout our career to this day, even St. Jude's, you know, uh, St. Jude's Hospital, you know, for children. Um, it's just, I just think it's just important that to have a, such a platform that we have and such a success, it is important to associate with all the importance of different things that's going on in the world and advocate for it and be a voice for it. Um, because I think we have a responsibility, at least we do, because just to go a little bit back to the male dominated field, I think it also fuels us. Um, that fueled us to, to stay strong because we were women and because so many, we were facing so many challenges, you know, and we were selling out musically arenas just as well as the, uh, the men in the business, but we were, you know, like not as popular or in media. You weren't like, looked at the same. Yeah. Same way. Right. right. Even in media back then, they'll interview the this artist, the male artist over this, the female, us, you know, on a top radio show or whatever. We was, we were experiencing that, you know, back then. And now it's, of course, it's great. It's more media and social media and the internet. And it's a beautiful thing. But yes, it was, we hear too. And we understand that how strong it is to say true to yourself and, you know, and know your worth and just, you know, even against all the adversity to stay strong through it. Cause it's not easy to know the good with the bad and try to understand it and take it and deal with it. If you gotta, you know, if you're focused on your dream goals, 
Yeah, I agree with that so much. I mean, it's you have to also like the people you surround yourself. You're both so lucky because you have each other to kind of stand yeah. by each other, which is the best part mm-hmm. of it. But that's mm-hmm. I mean, what was it like touring back like in the 80s and early 90s? Mm-hmm. What was touring mm-hmm. like for you? What was <laughs> touring was fun. It was more fun. I've never toured. I've only I've only visited people that are, you know, at a concert backstage. So tell me about it because it's so exciting to me. <laughs> well, touring was a lot of fun back then. I mean, when we were all like a family, kid and play and heavy D and the boys, sometimes we would share a bus. You know, we didn't have the budget to have two buses and we would share a bus and we would party and play tricks on each other and just make the best of the road because the road can be really lonely, you know, especially for a woman. Like men, every night there's a new girl in their room. Like we ain't taking the yeah. guys to our room every <laughs> night, you know, so we, and we're living out of a suitcase. We don't have our stuff, you know, at home the way we normally would. If you got a boyfriend at home, you're like pining away for your boyfriend. So you find ways to keep yourself going and to keep having fun. So especially in the 90s, it was so much fun going on the road. And now, because we have our, you know, uh, a, a, a tour coming out. The I know. The kids on the block. So skip to I'm our coming. tour bus now. And we have two now. So you each have your own? Yes. Yeah. But that might not be as much fun then because you don't have each other like all the time. No, that's a good thing. She likes her break. Look at me. See? Look at me See? cutting your she... budget to give you one tour bus. Who I think I am. No, she likes that break. She likes the little interval space between me and her. <laughs> but I, I'm going to hop on her bus. Trust me, Lindsay. <laughs> Where are you? Where are you based? Well, so right now I'm in San Francisco, but I'm based in Dubai. Oh, nice. <laughs> but, um, um, so I've been living there for about seven years, which is, is so different. It's wild, you know. Wow. <laughs> I love it. I am actually going there for my birthday this When's year. When's your birthday? November 9th. Oh my, oh well, I'll be there. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, gotta see each other then. Oh my God, yes. It's so yes. exciting. When people come to visit Dubai, I get so excited because I'm like, oh my God, we have to hang out. We have to do something. We gotta yes, get together. So hey, we're gonna take a quick little break and we'll be right back. So How'd you end up in Dubai as your base? Um, Long story. I was gonna ask you something about this because being such especially the two of you being such role models for people to look up to and admire, it it becomes, you forget to take time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of my life was that. It was always just my downtime was spent going out with people and trying to just feel like I was in living a normal college life. Mm-hmm. And so I needed, I hit that wall where I was just like, I need to just start fresh mm-hmm. just for my own sanity wow. and just go to a place that's a bit more serene mm-hmm. and just, you know, flip that switch. Mm-hmm. And it really worked for me. I don't know. If, I don't know if it would work for everyone, but for me, it it really did. I miss New York a lot. I mean, I whenever I'm in the states, I end my trip in New York or start it there because my family's all there. Yeah, that's a big, but, big, yeah. brave move. Way to like really yeah, like was, switch your life. Just, around. I just kind of did it. Yeah, it's <laughs> but it's hard. I was gonna ask, like, how do you how do you feel, especially even now you're going on tour again, and when you were at your time, how was it for you to be role models to people? I mean, did you feel the pressure then? Yes, absolutely. You can totally relate to you just trying to live your life um, and being in the public eye and everything you do or say is being scrutinized. And then also just naturally, you know, becoming a mom was a big 
big deal for us, I think, and for me personally, mm-hmm. we started thinking. I can relate to that because I'm hitting that yeah. kind of time now. Yeah. Where it's like you almost have to choose when you're going to work. Like it's mm-hmm. almost you have to kind of separate everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're when you're young, you kind of really just roll with the punches. You know, I don't think you're totally aware of like how difficult it is. But when you look back and, you know, I was pregnant in the Let's Talk About Sex video. Pep was pregnant in the expression video. We took our kids on the road as much as we could. You know, they were missing us. We were missing them, but we just kept pushing it. You know, like we just had to keep going. But when you look back, it's like, really, we really did a lot, accomplished a lot as mothers, as as career women and as artists. And and you know what it is, though? It is a fine line of the pressure, though, because <clears throat> here we are young and we were speaking in our truth and in our truth and we're, you know, how we feel. But here we're coming, these strong women and, you know, other women are going, oh, my God, I, I totally get them. I can listen to them. And then our fan base is growing and we didn't start out as role models. You know, we like two chick, you know, in Queens and like I said, the streets having fun. It was a different time. And yeah. here we had to get all polished up because people were looking up to us. And then our audience started changing where younger, you know, kids was coming in. Mothers yeah. was bringing their children. And it was like, I remember I used to curse really lot in the cut. And I, I used to be like, I was like, I have to take that. I see this little girl in the front, like, I'm like, oh, what you doing here? <laughs> now I got to change my curve for show around. <laughs> You're like worried. You're like, because you don't Shit. want your daughter to see that or your kids. Yeah, I have a little mouth, man. Kids, kids are so much older now. I mean, I'm, I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm really, I'm not tech savvy. So when it comes to all, like, I can I can maybe post take a picture and then post it on Instagram, but when it comes to all the other stuff like TikTok and everything, I just cannot do it. I'm terrified because I am that person that will think I'm doing the right thing and just it will go completely wrong. <laughs> I'll just screw it all up. I agree. I, admit it like that. I go through the same thing. My daughter will call me and be like, "Mom, take that down." <laughs> like, <laughs> either it's a blurry picture or bad grammar, or I, or I said something. She's like, "They're gonna come down on you if you don't take that down." <laughs> so it, makes me, it makes me like I don't want to post at all. I question every post. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's not, it's not even fun. Even Instagram was a, was fun in the beginning. It was more casual, yeah. but now it's like a job. It is <laughs> a whole it job. Is. It, it, I, it is. It yeah. is a job. I don't want to do it. It's like, God, like I just had a picture the other day and I know my makeup artist. It's natural. I was turning. Yes, it's natural to turn it in this wrinkle. Of course it's natural, but the world ain't going to say it's natural. Yeah. They're gonna look at Pep's neck. Oh, Filter. she hitting them ages. Look at her. I'm like, <laughs> I, I posted you know a I mean? picture one day and I was sitting and when I crossed my legs, like my cellulite, like really is pronounced. And I looked at the picture and I was like, you know what? I'm a grown woman. Who cares? Women have cellulite. Get over it. Girl, I posted that picture. It was all about the cellulite on my legs. All the comments. <laughs> and I was like, should I take it down? But I left it up. I don't no. care. We're human. It is no. what it is. Yeah. And I don't believe yeah. in airbrushing, like, so extreme. Like, a little, you know, filter. But that, like, everyone's looking like robots right now on social media. Yeah, everyone media. looks the same. It's yeah, scary. it's very scary. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's always done up. You feel like if you're if you're more casual, you're, 
no one's going to accept you almost. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just going to trash you. It's a lot of pressure for um, this generation. That's why, you, sorry to keep it going, but that's why you see a lot of the IG, the IG, like these challenges, it's going from plain to beautiful or something, you know, you're, you're done up. This is yeah. this and then this is me. You know, it's not the opposite. Like kind of like on that. So it's to a sense to keep up a little, you know. And with, with so well, there's no pressure. Well, there's no room for normal. We're going further away from normalcy. Yeah. Really. We're going to be living in like. the metaverse. We're just going to all be like, Yeah. Like, you better figure that out hey, what the metaverse is. Hey, Lindsay, look at you, girl. <laughs> you look fabulous, girl. You're going to be touring in the metaverse. <laughs> they are touring. Starting is happening. They're starting to tour in the metaverse. It's crazy. Wait, what's that? Oh, Wait, girl, no. That? We can't explain it. Metaverse now. Oh, no. nope. We ain't got time. I'll explain it to you later. I'm about to, I'm about to Google that old whole thing. Metaverse. Yes, yes. Have you That's even tried? That's sci fi ish it to is. me. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm into that. I, I love that. <laughs> Have you tried any of the visual goggles that you wear where you're in the yes, game? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. MG, yes. I tried it once and I tried. Um, I think I was doing like a Star Wars lightsaber thing and I almost like fell into a Christmas tree, hit my friend's kid with a fake saber. (laughs) And you're sweating to death because you're really moving in it. See, that's the part I don't understand because I've never tried it. But I always look, I look at the TikToks where they're doing it and I'm like, well, what's to stop that guy from running over the balcony? Like, I mean, it seems really (laughs) dangerous because you're like, you don't know where you are. You could not. You're just going. It's like that. It's, I don't understand that. You could get hurt. You could fall. Like, I know I would totally fall into a wall or something. It's a lot. Yeah. I would, <laughs> I would you'd find me unconscious. Because <laughs> it becomes addictive. You want to win the game. You're stuck there. And you're it's getting really exercise creepy. at the same time. Yeah. Right? That's, that's good. But that's good. maybe you need to do it like in a boxing ring or a padded room. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think so. Yes. You really look one. crazy. <laughs> they say she's serious yeah. <laughs> about this game. <laughs> I'm not trying to get hurt. Thank you. <laughs> but fashion-wise, like I look at what's going on now, like for art, current artists, you know, we all love a glam team, right? I wish I could walk around with one. Um, when we started, there was none of that. We did our own makeup. We did our own hair in the beginning. We shopped for uh-huh. our own clothes, yeah. like that iconic salt and pepper. Um, picture where we have one of the eight ball jackets for push it and the spandex yeah. with the kente hat like we put that look together and so I feel like uh, salt and pepper brought fun fashion and femininity into hip hop no, in so many ways we were bold enough to just be girls you know because it was a lot of uh-huh. misogyny and hip hop and a lot of girls were like wearing baggy clothes and kind of being hard and we were just like nope that's not what we're going to do uh-huh. we're going to be You're ourselves gonna, yeah. and I think everyone could relate to that authenticity yes you know? yeah do you think that because I don't I personally feel now sometimes it's there's a like now there's like a line between sexy and too overtly sexy like it's either too little or too much that people are showing, which is so different. I'm gonna let Salt answer this because <laughs> my cat is gonna is trying to get out, and she crazy okay, right now. Your, I don't know how cat. to make noise. I'll come right back in. Get the cat. <laughs> what a way to to bow out of the difficult. Avoid questions. the question. <laughs> that was real good, girl. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> there is no cat. There is no, you, <laughs> you don't have any cats. How about that? But okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I feel like, you know, during our time, there was such a variety of women in hip hop with different voices saying different things. Salt and pepper, like we just discussed, fun, fashion, femininity. Um, Latifah was the queen, you know, she represented positivity yeah. and, you know, po- political issues. Um, then we have Lauren Hill, who was like the consciousness to me of hip hop. Missy Elliott was the innovative one. You know, everyone was doing something different. I'm all mm-hmm. for female empowerment, for sure, and for freedom of speech and creativity and all that. I would never want to see anyone, you know, stifled. But I will say that, you know, it has leaned very heavily in one direction. Um, and I think that yeah. there's room for diversity. And the question is, you know, there was a long time where there were no women and everybody was like, where's the women? Where's the women? There was this big gap, right? Between one yeah. era and another. And then Nikki came out and she led the charge, you know, and then all these women started going behind her. But from what I'm seeing, it's like, there's only a certain type of, like you, you spoke about sexuality. It's like the more overtly sexual you are, the better. And that's kind of like becoming yeah. like a cookie cutter thing. And I know that there's other there's other rappers out there, female rappers that have other things they want to bring to the table. So I'm all yeah. for more. And have a lot to say. And have a lot to say. I'm just from all for more diversity. And whoever's in charge of, you know, pushing people through, <laughs> yeah. you know, cause it was the record companies before, but now I don't know. It's, it's like they're it's only, the individuals themselves. I think it's the individuals themselves. Well, it feels like, the, like there's a championing of the, the more sexual you are, the better. And it's almost to me like, yeah, I mean, you can't open, you can't speaking about Instagram, you can't open it without seeing a bikini photo. And if there's, if you're not doing that, it almost feels like you're not worthy. Yeah. Which is yeah. yeah. So my fear and I just for this think generation is just to mm-hmm. me, it's like, is the message being to, um, put to them that this is their value, what they look like, their sexuality, yeah. what they have to offer physically, but then what about the rest of you? Now I also I just think it's just a conditioning thing to you know what really also sells you know. Um, you know, in terms of sales and um, some people put out certain songs, but you don't ever hear about it, you know, uh, and it could be a, it's just conditioning um, of all too, like a lot of the male rappers of what they're talked about women and bash mm-hmm. women and bitch women out and, you know, anything to skeet, skeet, but, you know, and so yeah. these women now with the voice now, yeah. It's like they want to flaunt it the way they want to. They want to flaunt yeah. it, and you don't yeah. tell me how to flaunt my which stuff Which is awesome. Because which is you know, and which is you know, awesome in in, <laughs> in that respect. But this kind of language, you, my mom used to listen to Millie Jackson back in the <laughs> days, and, and she used to have a song called. It was spelled P H U C K, but what is that pronounced? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I used to be young. I might have been 13. I used to be hearing that. And she used to sing that in the 70s. And I'm like, Ma, 
<laughs> she said she said P H U C K. I said, but I still pronounce F U C K. <laughs> you up in here? <laughs> but I was just saying, you know, it's you know that's why it's great to just have platform, the diversity, and then there there are people like the Salt and Pepper who takes the time and then you know you know attaches themselves like others to projects because I think it's important to have a voice to yep. um and just you know charities use your voice and use your voice for use people voice. that don't have one exactly completely we're gonna take a quick little break and we'll be right back okay I want to play a little game it's called okay. low down and dirty <laughs> it's, not, it's not what you think it is <laughs> All right. If you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life, what would you be watching? Salt and Pepper Lifetime biopic. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, damn. <laughs> wow. There's too many great movies to ever really answer that question, honestly. Could do too. I, you know what? I'll tell you a movie <laughs> that I, when I really want to relax my brain, I'll, watch, I'll throw on The Color Purple. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's definitely the good one. It calms me that movie. You just get like trapped in it. (laughs) That's kind of what you go to for a movie. (laughs) It's either funny to calm you or just really emotional for movies for me or scary. Yeah. yeah. You like scary Uh, movies? I do, but I can't watch them at night. Oh. I can't. Oh. If I fall asleep to watching a scary movie, then I'm going to have nightmares. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I yell in my nightmares. Wow. <laughs> so it's, it's not safe. <laughs> okay. The perfect meal consists of? Oh, the perfect meal. Plantains. <laughs> Ooh. I, <laughs> it'll be in there some kind of way. <laughs> I love plantains. I'm just saying it's a nice, sweet, What's even the rest if I do of it, rice yeah. and peas. What's the rest of it? Oh, with the plantain? Oh, yeah. my gosh. So, like, you know, rice and peas and some curry chicken. Oh. Sounds good. I love Jamaican <laughs> food, too. Um, so, I'm going to go with, when I was uh, dating our producer, Herbie, he's Haitian. His mom, I used to be in his house, his mom, a lot. His mom uh, used to make a dish called lumbi. Remember Sandy as a Haitian? Yes, there were the rice and chicken, with black Ooh. rice, and um, mm-hmm. some kind of conch, like a like a conch fish. And I never got to have that again. And I'm like, man, that was the best food ever. So a Jamaican, yeah. Lumpy. Oh yeah, that's what it was. gonna have to try it. <laughs> go there and then make it. Mm-hmm. All right, who was your musical hero growing up? Whoever wants to answer first. And what do you listen to now? Uh, I mean, in terms of hip hop, of course, you know, in hip hop world, Run DMC, uh, growing up then was one of them for us. Cause we always thought that we, always, we were like the female Run DMC before we even got our break. Um, I grew up on their music and then of course I'm reggae. So like shaggy, you know, just, yeah. just, uh, yeah, because, you know, in my family, a lot of reggae music, a lot of different reggae artists, of course. But uh, soul music, I don't know, it's a variety, <laughs> you, you can't know. Pick one. I can't. <laughs> okay, it's hard. It's okay. It'll come to you. <laughs> so I need to pick one. If you can. 
Because people artist. don't want to know. <laughs> I want artists, one song, one grown one art, artist, musical maybe. artist. Yeah. My first concert I ever went to, I was fortunate enough to see Prince in concert. And that concert, let, like, I was a Prince fan, but I think I became like an actual real fan fan after I saw him in concert. So I'm going to put Prince up there. And like Pep said, Run DMC, you know, we were the female Run DMC. They were from Queens, mm-hmm. we were from Queens. So, yeah. Um, and then the era that really, really um, inspired me was Motown, pretty much. All Motown music, the Supremes, Smokey Robinson. That's what I mean. Gay, like that whole, no. <laughs> yeah. that whole crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we grew up listening to. That's what our All parents right. were listening to, Motown. Right. I was it's so funny Motown because I was signed to Motown wow. after I left Casablanca Records and I was a Sylvia Roan and it was just wow. it was like a transitional or they were trying to get me to do kind of go hip hop and I was like this isn't gonna work guys I'm more like rock I'm more like pop rock <laughs> but you can try that's crazy when the but record- I did I ended up doing a song with Snoop what I didn't know that <laughs> called Walking Out of Talker but when you mentioned Motown I was a Sylvia Roan there so it reminded me of that oh shoot I gotta what listen to that I need to listen to that <laughs> Yeah, you have to tell I me what you have to, not a walk, what is it? What's the walker, name? Walker, not a talker. Walker, not a talker. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, what's your high? bucket list vacation? No, no. Pepper High was Snoop. She never did it again. It we a- recorded at different times, actually. Oh, yeah, I recorded at different times. Okay. Yeah. So what was the next question? Okay, the next one. What's your bucket list vacation? Lindsay. Because really you're gonna stuff. need one after you're done touring. <laughs> Can I? I'm telling you, my my two favorite places is Jamaica and Dubai. Okay. So I, you mean somewhere I've never been, right? No, that can be it. It's oh just, yeah, that's my yeah. hands down. Jamaica and Dubai. Yeah. I've never been to. Um, I've never been to Jamaica. You haven't? I want to go. No. <laughs> wow. My brother went, we were supposed to go together once, and then I could. I ended up getting snowed in in New York. I couldn't go, and he went without me. <laughs> so him and his wife went, but I didn't get to go. Wow. That's good. Um, for me, I Ooh. think um, we have never been to Greece, and I see pictures of Mykonos, uh, and I'm like, I think that's where I want to go. Greece is pretty, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also it's also good if for if you want to bring your kids, like it's good for everything, for like family mm. and just to go alone. Everyone can have something to do. Yeah. Or yeah, if, I heard it's if beautiful. that like you know how people will take a, a boat, a yacht, and they'll like just go from country cruise. to country. Not a cruise, no girl. I hate cruises. No, I mean they just cruise oh, okay. on the yacht. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your dream, yeah. what's your dream vacation? I'm not trying to put you on a, a cruise. cruise. <laughs> oh God. Carnival cruises. No. A yacht. Somebody's yacht. I want to travel from country yeah. to country on someone's yacht. For like a month. Like, like that would be great. Like we yeah. When we perform with Sardinia. That is the dream. Going. That is the dream vacation, yes. actually. Yeah. French Riviera. Yeah. yeah. That's the best dream vacation You've done that. anyone could ask You've for. You've done that, Lindsay. 
Right? <laughs> no, I, I went once with my sister for a few days in Italy. It was just the two of us. Nice. And it was honestly the the best time I've ever had with her in my life. And just in general, like just to spend that time together and experience like we mm -hmm. stopped in Stromboli in these little places you wouldn't even think of. And it was just mm. really beautiful. I almost lost her once. <laughs> and <then> found her. <laughs> but it was just a really, I always, you know, it's always important when you take time and like to go on a trip with a friend or a family member. It's just the best feeling. And be present. Like, <laughs> for <laughs> real. Yeah. Yeah. And that right. was your sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she said to be present. <laughs> I think she wanted to be lost for a little. And so That's then she funny. decided when she wanted me to find her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not going to keep you forever because I know you're both busy. Um, but is there lastly anything you want to tell the world and plug away anything you want to say or? Uh, just, okay. Well, you um, just want to go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, go ahead, Chad. This is a delay. I think we have a little delay. Does this happen a lot with the two yes. of you? No, you go. No, you go. No, you go. No, wait. Yes. <laughs> um, I, first of all, yeah, obviously the mixtape tour is coming up. We're really excited. That starts in Cincinnati on May 10th. Um, what I want to say to the world, I guess, you know, since we have always had worldwide success and a lot of support, thank you for loving us and keeping us like Pep always says this at the end of every show, so relevant and so alive. So alive. For 36 years. Yes. Ditto. I feel like I was just at a show. I did not. Just fangirled out. Yes. Yes. It's a great feeling. <laughs> well, thank you so much, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm coming thank to see you on your tour for sure. Yay. I'm coming. Okay. Yes. I'm coming. I'm going to catch you. Yes. When will you be in New York? I'm not sure. We'll let We're you gonna know. We're going to get that to you. <laughs> for okay. sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Lots of love. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. That was such a fun conversation. It was literally a backstage pass into their lives. I mean, who would have thought I would have got to ask Salt and Pepper what their favorite food was, the favorite vacation destinations, and so much more. I'm definitely going to be going to see them on tour. 